0: Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Lizzie. And we're queer people who love movies. This is subtextual.
1: Five, six, seven, eight. All in this together. Wait, wait. Summer. It's summer. 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 They're like on the edge of orgasm in that first song. I, I know. have to tell you, it's, it's really a little uncomfortable. uncomfortable. A little
0: uncomfy. If you thought I had a lot to say about the first one, I've only been enabled further.
1: We didn't get it all out in the first one, and it's really showing in the second
0: one. I hope you guys are ready for High School Musical 2. It is just a blast, and what's good about the film really works, and what's bad about the film also really works. <laughs> so before we jump in, though, uh, we want to say a huge thank you to our patrons, everyone supporting us over on patreon.com slash subtextualpod.
1: Yes, thank you to our current patrons. If you want to join us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash subtextualpod. And we actually have a bit of an announcement.
0: Oh, we do. This is
1: kind of a special... Semi-bittersweet, happy, sad day.
0: If you've noticed, we've been doing a lot of schools out pictures, including Lady Bird and Super Bad, And that is because we're going away for the summer.
1: Yeah, we're taking a little breaky poo to take a dip in the pool, a, a trip, trip
0: to, to the, the spa. spa. Don't worry, we're not graduating. We're not going away. We're coming back.
1: Yeah, we'll be back in August. But we're taking a little break, and there's plenty of episodes for you to backlog and listen to And we have something special planned for August, just saying, so it'll be totally worth it. But yeah, this is our, like, school's out for the summer episode. Yep. Lizzie's taking a vacation. I'm taking a vacation. (laughs)
0: Lee's like, so if you need something to listen to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, throw it on over to the Northern Overexposure Podcast. absolutely. Same vibes. Not gay. Very true, yeah.
0: But Charles is
1: there. His co-host Charles is a gem. And as you all know, Lee's a gem as well.
0: But we will miss you guys. We will be back before you know it. And we're sending you off with this little piece of summer.
1: This little chicken nugget a la Kenny Ortega. Ooh, Lizzie, preach. Okay, how do you feel about this movie? I love this movie. I think this movie's great. We watched it together. There's like a karaoke sing along version on Disney Plus, which is easily the best way to watch a movie absolutely and i just had so much fun there was a lot that i remembered and it's funny that there are certain scenes that i was like i think this is the first time i'm ever fucking seeing this it did Mm. not ring a bell Mm -hmm. at all and like you were saying a lot of things work like this is definitely a more high budget production than the first one and it's very sparkly and shiny and colorful there's a couple things that don't work but they're still good And the musical numbers slap.
0: Yeah, I would like to think the stuff that's bad in this film is like an umami. You
1: Mm -hmm, know, just mm -hmm. leaves a little
0: taste in your mouth. Okay. Our first episode, you said the second one was the best one of the trilogy, and I agreed with you. But I haven't seen it since it came out, and I watched it again, Lizzie, and
1: I'm sorry to say that I don't agree anymore. Which one do you think is the best now? Original. Yeah? Wait, but we haven't seen the third one. The third one could be like the sneak attack best one. If
0: you think you're watching something for the first (laughs) time with the second one, I have no recollection of the third.
1: Me neither. I know there's like a song that's like, the boys are back. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like Corbin Bleu and Zac Efron like flipping around each other and shit. Okay.
0: So the third is, what's the word when something is like, you know, it's coming. Yes. The third is looming. (laughs) And it is in the pipeline. So don't you worry about that. But I remember seeing this when it came out. I remember some scenes, but watching it again as an adult, like last week, I was like, huh. Were you a little, what were you feeling? I don't want to say disappointed, but the first one after we went through it, really stood the test of time, which is hard to say for DCOMs. And I feel like this one didn't.
1: Well, the first one was tackling themes that were a little more specific and handled them fully, like the idea of like identity Mm -hmm. and relationship. But the second one gets into some themes that it just like barely touches on and does a really half-assed job commenting on. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about that, but it felt a little bit less substantial, like less meaty. Like this one's like the dessert Mm -hmm. or like, you know, that ice cream that they eat in princess diaries It's like supposed to cleanse the palate it's like really sweet and really cold if you eat too much of it it's like a little bit too oh, much oh, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly and so whereas the first one's just like the burger yeah you know what i mean yeah and i was talking to lee
0: before we recorded this episode that sequels in themselves are a different art form because it's like if a sequel is present it's because the first one was received so well so do you do the first one again or do you divert And this seemed like an attempt to do the first one again, which made the motivations feel really odd because it's like, okay, Troy is changing again and everyone's mad. But the reason he's changing is interesting and I don't think very good. Yeah. I mean, well, we're going to get so much into that. Yes. Okay. But a little bit before we jump into the plot, why are we talking about it
1: today? Ryan finally has more lines. He's super gay. And his story actually made me a little sad, Mm -hmm. happy sad. And Corbin Bleu in that one dance number, but there's a lot of queer shit in this
0: movie. Yeah, the first one was an allegory mm-hmm. of you know coming out. This one, that is long past. That's in the <laughs> rear view. They left that shit 500 miles back. But there was just more gay content.
1: Yes, I totally agree. And also Kenny Ortega, the Kenny first rule of this podcast. This is a Kenny Ortega podcast. Wait, this is our fourth Kenny Ortega joint. I would say Dirty Dancing is a Kenny Ortega joint.
0: Oh, for sure. Yes. For sure. Our first uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Dirty Dancing. High School School Musical Musical musical. one, All Lizzie. It's your turn. And now it's my (laughs) turn. Lizzie's passing me the Kenny Ortega baton. So yes, obviously it's Kenny Ortega. Obviously, Ryan, these things don't need to be said. But some things that we lose from the first one, like I said, the overall allegory as well as like Kelsey really fades into the background Which I guess she did in the first
1: one, but... Yeah. She presented a new quality to me that I did not really pick up in the first one that I thought was more apparent in the second one. Ooh. I'm sure there's like a colloquial name for this, but I felt like she really wanted to enter into a thruple with Gabriella and Troy. Oh my God. She wrote the song for them. And on the sheet of music, it's like, Troy, Gabriella, song, heart, heart, heart. Heart, heart, heart. Like, why would you write a love song for two other people? And they are into it as well. Mm -hmm. And the performance, like the final song where they're all wearing white for whatever reason, that's such a forgettable number. But Mm -hmm. the one thing that did stand out to me is there's like this moment where Troy and Grabiella like go over to Kelsey and like vibe with her at the piano. And she's just like looking up at them like (laughs) halfway between like mom and dad and like also like I love you all. I want to have sex.
0: (laughs) Can't say that. They're children.
1: I want to (laughs) kiss. How's that? It's great.
0: I I agree. What I mean by her fading into the background, she's always a quiet character who's soft-spoken. But in the first one, I felt like there was an arc where she gets more agency. And this one, she's just Kelsey who's quiet.
1: You're so right. And she gets a boy at the end that she literally never talks to, not once throughout the
0: film. I don't think I saw them in the same room together until (laughs) the very end of the film. But what we didn't lose, what might be the gayest part of this entire movie, and I don't even know if anyone's even mentioned it. What? Ryan and Kelsey. They both wear 13 hats each. You counted. 13 each.
1: Wow. 26 little gay hats. (laughs) The hats got gay as hell. Ryan really was just out at this point in this film.
0: Oh, I'm sure. And like their gay hats at this point needed like a gay hat. Like their gay hats (laughs) need gay hats.
1: (laughs) We should do like a collage of all the hats. We We should. What? Halloween. We should dress up. In those hats for Halloween. Yes. Do you want to be Kelsey or Ryan? I'm more of a Kelsey. You're more of a Ryan. I'll take that. I am kind of a doormat. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally a doormat. So is Kelsey. You're right. Gay. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. okay. It's a little sad. It's,
0: yeah. We're going to get into that as well. So a little info about the production. The first one was obviously a massive success. So the sequel came back with even more money. The first one had the highest budget in Disney Channel history, and it was only succeeded by this one. So Interesting. first one was four point seven. This one is seven million dollars.
1: Wow. I mean, you can definitely see it. It's pretty slick, mm-hmm. like the production design. Like they they had all the details on lock, all the pink shit of Sharpay, mm-hmm. and the numbers were a little bigger and slicker. I didn't think the dancing was a little more advanced? Mm. Would you say so?
0: Yeah, I think the money really went to these bigger numbers. In the original, there was only one number with, like, a bunch of people, but in High School Musical 2 we get the first number, the last number, and, like, a few numbers in the middle where everybody's participating. Right, yeah.
1: And Sharpe Evans gets some pretty big numbers. Fabulous. I know we'll get to it. I'm not going to say a single word, but that number is really stylistically super cool. No, it's so
0: great. And they were able to keep... The cast, the same, which is great. Kenny Ortega obviously directed this one as well, and they kept the same writer. One of my qualms with the film, though, is like the cinematography really suffered between the first and the second. It bothered me so much that I had to look and see if they changed cinematographers, and they did. Interesting. And the cinematographer that they used on the first one has like a huge catalog. But something that stuck out to me about the original High School Musical cinematographer is that they directed like 50 episodes of Northern Exposure.
1: No. Who was the director?
0: Oh, cinematographer.
1: Oh, who was the cinematographer? What's their name? Do you know?
0: Gordon Lonsdale, Northern Exposure cinematographer as Gordon C. Lonsdale, TV series 47 episodes from 1993 to
1: 95. (sighs) Wow. So the later seasons. 47 episodes out of like 130 or something. That's a pretty good quotient. Yeah. Damn.
0: So I knew there was something lacking from the second.
1: That's a really good clock because there was something lacking in that. And I do think that the first one got a little creative or like a little more classic in the cinematography where the second one was just kind of plain. Yeah. Lackluster, which like is fine because the characters and the numbers are so flashy, you know, but it would have been nice if it was like a little elevated. I just noticed
0: another technical thing, and maybe it's a combination of the cinematography, but – Kenny Ortega does incredible blocking yes. in dance numbers, but regular discussion scenes, I felt like the blocking was a little odd, mm-hmm. and that coupled with the cinematography made some of the shots look really weird.
1: And like you're saying, sometimes it did not work. Like, there's the scene where Troy and Gabriella are, like, singing a song, you know, the slow one, mm-hmm. the the Rizzo moment. I gotta go my own way. Exactly. And, like, the cinematography of that was, like, super plain and simple and boring. The blocking was a little off. But then you look at the next number, which is, I want a second, uh, that is Is my plan. plan. And it's insane, the blocking (laughs) and the choreography of that fucking song, but it works so well. So I can definitely see what you're saying earlier about, like, sometimes great, sometimes not so great. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it really rocked it.
0: Well, it makes a lot of sense because the just some more stuff about the production. The second film followed the first only by, like, a calendar year. Wow. So, really, the turnaround was insane. They had to get all of this through pre-production. In Wait, like this came out the next year? The next year. This is 2007. The original is 2006. They look older. They look considerably older.
1: Like, they look like, you know how you watch RuPaul regular season, then you mm-hmm. want someone to come back on All-Stars, and they're just like— better and more wealthy looking. Like everyone yeah. looks better and more wealthy looking. Yes. And you were right. You
0: said, didn't Troy have blonde hair in the first one? And I was like, no way. He did dye his hair and
1: they no, don't discuss it. What's it is brown and also his eyes are like fucking turquoise. Like I think that's more to do with color correction. The color correction on that film is just like, they're like saturated. Up, saturated. And it looks great. Like I one thing I always remembered about the film was like the colors.
0: Well, they had to spray paint the golf course because they were filming this in the middle of winter. I mean, every time they're outside, all you see is like super green and red.
1: Wait, they're in the pool in the middle of winter Mm -hmm. in Albuquerque, New Mexico? Mm -hmm. That explains so much. (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens looks so uncomfortable anytime she's in a pool. She's like, my nipples are diamond hard right now can he already take us like cold body of water put them bitches in yeah he did the same thing in dirty dancing <laughs> i mean it wasn't his choice but he got in the water with patrick swayze and jennifer great in that iconic scene where they're like practicing the lift in the lake apparently it was like fucking 30 degrees that day everyone's like <laughs> fucking freezing also
0: another tidbit this is the first in the series i think he uses his real place in the third as well that zach efron actually sings so the first one was originally drew seeley Mm -hmm. um but he
1: actually sang in this one and he's got a great voice dare i say he's one of the best singers in the film for me i mean and this is another problem i have with the movie he is the only
0: one that has real screen time him and sharpay which hey sharpay we're great with we are sharpay stands in this fucking house if we are one thing but yeah i'll touch on that more but let's get into the movie okay start warming up and bring your best moves you got game Little? Because the East High Wildcats are back. It never happens as long as we're together. It's cool, right? To take on their biggest challenge yet. What are you doing here? I'm the new lifeguard. Summer job. I told you to hire Troy Bolton, not the entire East High student body. Now, they're about to discover Troy? that working for a country club <laughs> is no vacation. It might be wonderful if Troy participates in our talent show. What? Get ready.
1: I think we are meant to sing together. Ah!
0: For the start of something new. The Disney Channel original movie, High School Musical 2, coming August
1: 17th to Disney Channel. I remember seeing that trailer mm-hmm. and being so f- fucking stoked and probably like writing that the premiere date in my planner you know what i
0: mean your agenda book
1: yeah or putting it in my blackberry oh
0: my god you are so rich so we start off in a very familiar place east high home of the wildcats get your head in the game <laughs> and it's moments before summer and we get our first number it's such a good number
1: You know, another place that some of that budget money shows up is in the producing of the music. It sounds a little sharper Mm -hmm. and cleaner and there's like more instrumentation. It just sounds more expensive.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds more expensive. And although the song's
1: quality, as you're saying, is better,
0: I don't love the music as much.
1: There's a couple of stone cold bangers, but overall I do think that there's like more skips in High School Musical 2 soundtrack than the first film.
0: Unfortunately, I agree. But they gave us fabulous. So really what are we complaining about? The
1: number one song in the franchise.
0: So incredibly awesome. Okay. I'm such a fangirl. girl not crazy, <laughs> oh, This
1: movie's really good.
0: <laughs> okay, so what time is it is uh, another Kenny Ortega massive number, not unlike we're all in this together. So we see that everything is just where we left it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's friends, the cliques are no more. And Troy and Gabriella are still together. And they're trying to get summer jobs. Everybody needs summer jobs for different reasons. And this is also a qualm I have about this film. Troy says that he needs to pay for college, that his parents are pinching pennies. Mm-mm. Bitch. He lives in a mansion. He has a regulation basketball court outside. He, yes. He has his own room with, like, furniture built into the walls. I was telling Lizzie, his teenage bedroom is bigger than my parents' master bedroom. Like, this yeah. is a— Fucking nice house.
1: Gabriela Montez's mom is a single mother. hmm But even she has like a fucking two-story house with like a balcony off of her bedroom and shit.
0: And you can make the argument that Gabriela is going to get a scholarship based on her grades or
1: whatever. But she was in the scholastic decathlon after all. But Troy is, like, MVP Mr. Basketball. Yeah, he was literally, like, if you were MVP of any sport, you're going to get scholarship opportunities. And his dream is, like, the state public university, University of
0: Albuquerque. Like,
1: bro, I'm pretty sure you're
0: good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could afford the University of Albuquerque. Yeah. And also, like, this character has never heard of FAFSA.
1: No, he's like, financial aid who? (laughs) Student loans. Where? <laughs> so
0: all of the kids, long story short, get employed at the Evans family country club, Lava Springs.
1: Wow. This is where it starts getting a little more serious in the first film.
0: Yeah. And Sharpay only wants the manager to hire Troy, but the manager hires like everybody from the high school and she gets really fucking pissed. So she tells the manager, like, get them out of here. And he's like, I can't fire them. And she goes, if you can't fire them,
1: make them want to quit. This is a better conflict to me than, like, oh, no, Troy needs, like, money for school. But also, all of a sudden, Sharpay Evans, like, I mean, I guess at the end of the first film, she still had this kind of, like, you're pretty cool, I guess, Gabriella, but I still got my eye on you. Mm -hmm. But basically, she is trying to steal Troy from Gabriella Montez. Again. Again. Sharpay is a villain again,
0: and I'm so sick of it because I love her also, but... Everybody else gets to move on. Their characters get to develop. And she doesn't for the sake of, you know, giving the story some drama. It makes it seem like the first one didn't even fucking happen. Yeah, like this could be the inciting conflict for these characters. Yeah. Could you imagine like 101 Dalmatians at the end, Cruella de is like, just kidding. I don't want to kill your dogs. You guys seem cool. And then the second one starts and she wants to kill the dogs again. Right. It's like, what
1: did we do here? I get it. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Because high schoolers are kind of flippy floppy. And... Does anyone really have, like, an actual honest-to-God arc? Ryan, maybe? Maybe Ryan. If we're being super generous. Well,
0: Chad, we'll talk about the I don't (laughs) dance thing because that's a whole fucking thing. So Sharpay, Mommy and Daddy own this country club, and she organizes this talent show, which is also giving Dirty Dancing vibes. Yes. And she wins every single year. And as she's getting settled in for the summer, we get this magical number. It's out with the
1: old, and in with the new Goodbye clouds of grey, hello skies of blue I dip in the pool, a trip to the spa Endless days in my chaise The whole world according to moi Excuse me Thank you Iced tea imported from England Lifeguards imported from Spain Owls imported from Turkey, and Turkey imported from Maine. We're gonna relax and renew. You go do. I want fabulous. That is my simple request. All things fabulous, bigger and And better and best. best. This is such a banger in karaoke, by the way, you guys. If the $7 million
0: they got for this movie only produced that song, (laughs) I would still be walking around with a smile on my face.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. The song is so good. And Sharpay is such a good villain. And I wish her ending had been stronger. But all throughout, she is like a true villain in this one because we get this whole like class element Mm -hmm. that is like kind of crazy and not something that registered to me as a kid.
0: Yeah, so the first film, as I was saying, Troy is changing for the better. Mm
1: -hmm. And the
0: Mm -hmm. entirety of the story is hinging on, like, his friends wanting him to be the same, but he's being himself. So now his friends are upset about him changing again, but he's changing for the worse. So it's just, Mm, it's the same story again, but a little different. And it's like, why is everybody so up this guy's ass? (laughs) Everyone's in love with him. Everybody is so obsessed with this guy. You would think that, like, he put a spell on these people. Maybe he did. This is like, you know, in those shows where the love spell goes wrong and they're a little too obsessed. Yeah. This is the
1: vibe. And he's like, oh, no. I feel like they put him on a pedestal for sure in the first one because mm-hmm. he's like good at stuff and attractive and like makes decent grades, I'm assuming. And in this one, you kind of just realize like this is just a normal dumbass boy just trying to do his best here. You
0: know, going back to Sharpe telling the manager,
1: make them want to quit. The manager
0: comes in. And just basically tells them how to do a job. Like, this is a manager not being the devil. Like, this is a manager being nice. My first job was at Golden Corral. You think my manager was like, time to clock in and clock out. They were like, you're going to get fired. I don't know. My manager was fucking crazy. They were on meth. Like, (laughs) my (laughs) my manager was on meth. This is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. They were using meth.
1: I'm not laughing. This is serious.
0: So the fact that these teenagers get employed at a country club By the way, no one interviewed. Troy got all of these people jobs, and they're like, we got to work.
1: What? Wait, are you serious? We have to work? Oh, my God, we got to clock in. We
0: can't be late. What? We got to work? It's like you all said you wanted a job
1: a low-key yeah exactly (laughs) this would be like low-key propaganda to like make the teenagers work summer jobs because they make it look so fun and summer jobs were definitely not fun at all but it's (laughs) kenny ortega i know he's not trying to brainwash the youth of america except with the gay agenda
0: (laughs) so yeah that was also something really annoying that these kids are like we gotta work it's like you said yes to a job yes you have to work (laughs) and then after the manager lays down the law we get
1: this song hey guys make it up
0: kids are so fired
1: (laughs) they're so bad at their jobs (laughs) holy shit they're always late they're always fucking off they're always singing oh my god okay this number is so good though
0: i would like to believe when my food is like taking 40 minutes
1: (laughs) (laughs) the kitchen staff's like we have to sing to get through the day
0: (laughs) this is a good this is a good dance number as well
1: oh no the the creativity is there. The lighting is there. The choreography is there. This is what Kenny Ortega is good for. You're looking everywhere. Like, everyone's doing something. Also, another Kenny Ortega thing, like you mentioned, the blocking. There's people in the background doing shit. Mm -hmm. Foreground, they're switching, they're flopping, they're Mm -hmm. dancing with each other. Great. And also, this whole cast has so much chemistry. This is such a fun number.
0: This is a really good number, and this is more of, like, the glossy big picture. The first one was, like, hey... You remember the first one, right? It was kind of like this. And then Fabulous is more like, you know, presenting the villain. And the third one is like, hell yeah, we're glossy and everything is so saturated yeah. and we're moving so crazy. but
1: And they're dancing better, too. Like in this one, you can tell that they've just gotten better at dancing, except for Vanessa Hudgens. Girl, do yourself a favor and just watch the film only watching Vanessa Hudgens and the quality just like plummets the poor bitch cannot dance in ballet flats <laughs> to save her life. Those ballet flats are not doing her good. They have her in ballet flats that, like, only cover her toenails. <laughs> <laughs> she's basically barefoot. It's not cute. It's not flattering. It was the moment, though, and I can't blame them for that. You're right.
0: She's dressed like corporate America, like she's got to take a, a meeting
1: Yeah, like she's going to meet Michelle Obama after this and (laughs) wants to impress her. Like, chill out, Gabriella.
0: So later on in the music room, we get that scene Lizzie mentioned with Kelsey, where she writes them a little ditty. And the ditty goes like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's such a pleasant song. And Kelsey is the one that actually makes it Something I revisit. What what do you mean? It's the only time we ever hear Kelsey sing.
1: Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na, yeah. You are the music in me. That's true. She's such a cute Minnie Mouse voice. She has such a pleasant voice. She actually
0: is the only one that sounds like a teenager singing on a microphone and not something super hyper-pop and crazy. Oh, you're
1: right. Yeah, the beginning part of the song is so stripped down, and then it gets like— poppy it's like the lizzie mcguire finale song it yeah. just gets hella pop and i'm like i'm here for it charlie X E X.
0: yeah uh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah as lizzie was saying it seems like kelsey is a little too close to this relationship but i don't see a problem with it
1: no i'm cool with it like it would be a really beautiful little thruple thing that happened to be very respectful and i'm here for it after this
0: all the wildcats are super charged to
1: sign up for the
0: talent show hell yeah Troy and Chad are getting paid
1: $40 to caddy for someone, but who could it be? (gasps) I wonder. $40 for six hours of work. Okay, inflation has never hit me so hard before. That's not even
0: minimum wage.
1: No, that's sad. That's like a dollar an hour. (laughs) Because like for forty dollars. He wants to buy a car. Our car is like a hundred dollars. What the, the, the fuck? Millionaires
0: writing this script really showed their whole ass with that. <laughs> You're so right. It's a gallon of milk. How much could it cost? Forty
1: dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: so nice to the rich people in this film.
0: They really are, and. Speaking of rich people, on the golf course, we see the Evans family. Sharpay and Ryan's mom and dad have an interesting dynamic. They both seem, like, supportive of their kids. And as far as rich parents go, don't seem all that terrible. But they both interact with Ryan in an interesting way. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like the mother knows that he's gay and, like, really leans into it. She's like, oh, ducky. And they have this, like, little handshake. And they do the really little like air kiss kisses. fingers.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And the dad... I don't know. This is the part that made me really sad. Me too. Seeing Ryan's dad interact with him.
1: This almost feels like Ryan came out like two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so the initial blow up has kind of blown over. And now this is definitely acceptance, but still like there's that unspoken tension between them where he's Mm -hmm. not entirely sure how to treat his son. He like still wants to treat him like super mask Mm -hmm. and like be like, good job, champ. But Mm -hmm. now he's like trying to find the middle ground.
0: It does seem well-intentioned, but as you're saying, it does seem like he feels unsure or maybe even uncomfortable because he wants to do it right. But it did make me sad. Like, when we see the father the first time interact with Ryan, goes, son, you've been working out. And, like, punches him on the arm. And Ryan goes,
1: yoga. That he does with his mom. So it's, like, it's not the saddest queer story ever, but it's definitely an alienation. Like, of the family, he is so the black sheep. Mm-hmm. Sharpay doesn't give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. His mom dotes on him, but like now he's a mommy's boy. His dad doesn't really know how to interact with him. He doesn't fit into any of the groups all the way. Mm-hmm. Like or Ryan. He's like always kind of on his own doing his own thing. Or it's like getting labeled sidekick under someone else. Mm-hmm. And it just made me a little sad.
0: Yeah, as you are saying, he's the only one in this film, and I don't know if it's intentional or not because he plays more of a minor role, that you can actually see go through something and come out the other side. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Troy is good at golf. Not just good, but like professional. I thought you were poor, Troy. Make up your
1: mind. Yeah, I don't think they offer golf at the YMCA, poor little (laughs) Troy. (laughs) For inner city youth like you are, Troy.
0: Yeah, he's like,
1: where are you playing golf? So much so, you're so good that you can like keep up with this country club family. I call bullshit.
0: I just wish they would have
1: thought of something else. Like,
0: he, it doesn't even matter. I'm not, I'm not gonna spiral into that. I just don't like it, Lizzie.
1: I don't like it either. Also, golf is boring.
0: If I catch wind that someone is a golfer, deplorable. I never wanna interact with them ever again.
1: Oh my God, what if someone you know loves golf? Yeah, what if someone I know does consulting? That's different and you know it. You want to tell the listener? Sam just found out I have a consulting job. She's mad. She's had this job. It's a side hustle. Exactly. It's not even a job. It's a side hustle. For months. Like two months. Lizzie
0: was like, oh, I lost a client today. I was like, what? (laughs) A client for what? 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 You understand. The room was spinning. I can hear my heart in my ears. (laughs) Like a flare just went off, like Call of Duty style. Everything's like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to pull that over on your eyes, but I've now come out as a consultant.
0: We'll talk about it later. So after golfing, Troy is requested to join the Evans for dinner. And of course, all of his dreams are coming true because that happens in every movie because he's the only person anyone ever cares about.
1: Yeah. And just like, it's a little bit of privy, isn't it? Like a little bit of white privy, a little bit of pretty person privy. Yeah. A little little bit bit of male cis privy. Yeah. A little cis straight, little hot boy. Like, you're like, why do things keep working out for me? I don't know. The whole world is geared around people like you. Yeah. That was the part of this film. I was like, okay, honestly, like, if someone's giving you these opportunities, like, get your goat. But I'm also like, all of your friends that are working in the kitchen and, like, staff labor are mainly, like, people of color. And I'm like, this feels weird, Disney. Yeah. Like, why? I mean, I guess at the end of the day, he chooses to, like, align himself with them, but it's also, like, he kind of, like, allows himself to be brought down to their level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm part of the wait staff.
0: It is, yeah, very elective, like, adversity that he's experiencing. Like, that's fine. Like, I know that the world is made for Zac Efron's. That was never a surprise to me. But the fact that he's saying, like, My parents are pinching pennies. Yeah. Oh, shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, it would have been more interesting if this was just like, you have to choose between the two worlds, quote unquote. Is it the world of the normal people, the regulars? Mm -hmm. Or is it the world of the elite that you come from? Yeah, and in this scene that we're talking
0: about where he has dinner with the Evans, Sharpay's father... Introduces and has brought the board of the University of Albuquerque. Which doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but <laughs> they will let but it slide. Some
1: a millennium. <laughs> <laughs> on this night, above all nights, we
0: come together. They're so powerful. They can't all travel on the same airplane. Um, but they <laughs> managed to be at this country club and they're like fucking drooling over Zach Efron. They're obsessed with him. Yeah, they want to like. Give him a scholarship. He's the new recruit.
1: And the only reason they seem to favor him is because the Evans family, specifically Sharpay, favors him. Mm -hmm. If he was just like whatever guy in the kitchen that Sharpay didn't give a shit about, they wouldn't look twice at him. Sharpay does
0: everything in this movie.
1: Yeah, she is the gasoline in the engine. And we're supposed
0: to not like her. I've always liked her. She's incredible. She's talented. She's driven. I'm getting the Rachel Berry, but... She really likes this person, and I'm sorry, but I do not respect relationships that happened in freshman year. You're like, they can't even kiss. They have never kissed, and it's not endgame. I'm sorry. If you're dating somebody in your sophomore year of high school, you're not going to marry them. Ooh, You're not going to be together forever. That's true. Could you imagine if I just like, threw away my entire future for the person I was dating When I was 14. Not good. That
1: would not have been good for me.
0: And I know romance and whatever. And I'm supposed to be like, you know, don't go after someone in a relationship. They are 16. (laughs) They are not married. He gave her a necklace and they've never kissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. Oh, God. So sue me. But their relationship does not matter to me.
1: The one thing I would change about Sharpay, though, is, like, she's supposed to be on Ryan's side. Mm -hmm. And she is not being a good ally for him. She treats him like shit. But I do like that in this film he puts his foot down with her. Because that's what I needed from the first film. And it did not happen. And it happens here. And uh, he's going to have to stand up to a lot of people in his life as a young gay man doing musical theater. But she should be nicer to him.
0: Yeah, and the first one they were aligned because... What she wanted served both of their interests. exactly, And it no longer does. And in this scene in particular, when they're having dinner with the directors of Albuquerque, every time the father compliments Troy, they cut to Ryan looking demolished. I know. The dad is like, he's just such a, he's a young (gasps) buck. He's throwing the balls real good. And they cut to like Ryan being like this. Like this is the son you were looking for. And then Sharpay is like, and he's a great singer, daddy. (gasps) And then Ryan's like... Oh,
1: my God. I didn't even catch that. That's so sad. It's so fucking sad. Gosh.
0: As she's complimenting Troy on how good of a singer he is, she basically makes Troy promise to sing with her at the talent show.
1: hmm
0: Whatever. Who cares? You're singing with someone
1: at a fucking talent show, and then you get a full ride scholarship? Like, how are those two things connected? I think it just shows how spineless his character is at this point. He's just, like, letting all of this opportunity, like, wash over him. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll just go with it. Which, like, I don't blame him, but I'm also, like— you can speak up for yourself. Like, it is okay.
0: It's so, like you're saying spineless, like he resents that it's happening to him. Right. But he does nothing to change it. And also he gains everything from the situation. Exactly. I just do not like Troy. I do not fuck with Troy. He's just letting all the privilege just
1: wash over him like a
0: cold rain. And then he's mad that his friends are upset. It's like, yeah, they
1: should be upset. This is fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay. This was one of those scenes. I was like, I have never seen this before. Is this the director's cut? I have never seen this before. Lizzie, you have a good eye. This
0: was not in the Disney Channel release.
1: Oh my God! You're kidding me. We are
0: referencing a scene where Sharpay performs a number called "Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Apawaa." It is so deeply offensive.
1: <laughs> so bad.
0: And you know what? It was never. It was never included.
1: Why is it in the Disney Plus version now? They threw it in. They just threw it in. <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> we filmed it. It's become more offensive over time. If it was
0: flagging their offensive censors in 2007, why would they ever release it? It's you guys can look it up, but I'm I'm not speaking to that any longer than I have to.
1: Long story short, she's trying to like lure Troy into her musical number.
0: Yeah, this is where it all starts clicking for Troy because he's fucking thick as cement, that she wants him to perform the song with her, even though she said it like four times, and that we learn that Ryan's out. The next day, Troy is promoted to a golf instructor. He's a salaried
1: employee. With membership benefits. It's the class thing. Yeah, it's super class weird. And they're like, oh, by the way, you can't talk or share any of your benefits with your lower class friends.
0: And he's walking around like, why is everyone
1: mad at me? The goal of this fucking character, I do not enjoy. I hope he took this lesson, internalized it, and brought it forward in his life. Because he will need it whenever he goes to Wall Street.
0: Whenever someone's dad offers him a CEO position at a company. And he's like, why
1: does this keep happening to me? Yeah.
0: Later that day, Sharpay's father introduces Troy to professional athletes from the University of Albuquerque.
1: These are college students. Paparazzi, get back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They want to play sports with him and whatever. And so he's at lunch with these athletes and Chad brings out their food. And it looks like Troy is going to introduce him. He stops Chad and looks like he's going to introduce him to the athletes. And he
1: goes, I ordered
0: Swiss on my burger.
1: And then looks away. And then looks away. It is the most stone cold, fucked up thing to happen in a Disney movie. It is painful. When I say my
0: jaw was on the floor... That is not an exact—physically,
1: I was, like, gobsmacked. Unreal. Ugh. Last straw, like—no, the last straw was a few scenes back. This is, <laughs> like, someone had better say something. Uh-huh. Your head's getting real big, little bitch. Oh, God. And this is, like, day two on the job. Like, this happens very quickly. It takes him no time. Like, none. None.
0: So all of the Wildcats are pretty upset with Troy. And Ryan, you know, like I said, learns that he's out of the duet. And that coupled with the scene from dinner of him, like, getting replaced with Troy by everyone. hmm I feel like there are scenes with him crying
1: somewhere. Definitely. And, like, all he has to hang out with now is his mom. Until, I guess, Gabriella and Taylor do the nice thing, invite him onto their golf cart. They bring him to the staff baseball game.
0: And that brings us to the real meat—the
1: thesis if of this you episode. Will. This is meaty.
0: This is where we get the number. I don't dance. So Gabriella and Taylor are trying to court Chad into doing their talent show number because he is incredibly talented. And Chad says, "I'll do it, but I don't dance." Bitch, am I blind? Bitch, you've been dancing this whole franchise. Not only have you been dancing. You are the best dancer. Yeah, easily. You've been popping it out every other five
1: minutes. Now you're gonna be like, I don't dance? Like, what do you do with Troy all the time? Dancing.
0: I call it dancing. (laughs) Let me show you this scene because, oh my God.
1: So why not do it for us?
0: Look, if you want to play ball, then grab a mitt. But I don't dance. You don't think dancing takes some game? (laughs) You got game? Little? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! All right, let's hustle. Come on, Wildcats! Good Get it again! Hey! Oh. Play
1: ball!
0: Ooh, ooh, hey, hey, Woo. Hey, bada, bada, hey, bada, bada, swing.
1: I got to just do my thing. Hey, bada, bada, hey, bada, bada, swing. Yeah. I'll show you that it's one and the same baseball Dancing same game. It's easy. Step up to the plate.
0: Start swinging. I want to play ball now and that's all. This is what I do. It ain't no dance that you can show me. Yeah. You never know. Oh, I know. You never try. There's just one little thing that stops me every time. Chance. no if i can do this well, you can do that but i don't dance get it out of the park i don't dance i say you it can't There's not a chance oh so go, for swinging on the
1: dance floor but i don't dance no
0: i'm not saying i'm going to dance in the show but if i did what would you have me do before we get into discussing whatever the fuck that was A masterpiece. Corbin Blue might be the most beautiful person
1: in the world. His skin is perfect. His skin, his hair. Oh, when he pulls it back in the little bun he's wearing the baseball cap. Gorge. Okay. And Ryan has never looked better, also. Chad is giving trade, for sure. I mean, with a name like Chad, you have
0: to give trade. And Ryan's in his spiffy white little outfit with his spiffiest little gay hat.
1: Yeah, and very understated, very classy, Mm, very mm -hmm. mask. Yes. Because he's definitely playing top.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay, so Lizzie, let's get into the scene. At first, Chad was like, I don't dance. And then they do that thing with the bat.
1: Yeah, they like one up each other's palms on the bat. And guess who ends up on top? Of the wooden phallic bat. (laughs) Of the wooden penis. It's Ryan. (laughs) It's Ryan. He's going to show Chad around. And he's the pitcher. He's the one calling the shots. Letting him hit
0: a home run. Look, this could write itself, Lizzie. Like we, like, we don't even have to say anything. Just go watch the
1: scene. But we will say stuff because we can't. There's lots of eye contact and flirting and, like, showing each other moves mm-hmm. and being like, I'm going to resist you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? You're not going to resist me because I can do this and you can do that. I've said it before. It's like when birds do that thing and then they have sex. Mating dances. Mm, thank you. Yes. This is sweet. I was also like the most included Ryan has been the entire film. And there's been no reason for Chad and Ryan to speak in the first film or up until this point in this film. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're put together and they're like, okay, you know who has the most conflict in this scene? These two mints.
0: You're so right. This couldn't have come at a better time for Ryan. And we are seeing him for the first time as an individual. And although it's sad to see that he's been abandoned by people, it is nice to know that he— still is confident enough to be himself without char And especially against
1: Chad, who, you know, like you're saying, they've never even spoken. And I'm not sure High School Musical 1, Ryan, would have had the confidence to do this. So his arc is like coming along two films now. It's great. I really love
0: it. But the thing that could not be gayer about this is that after this musical number, Mm -hmm. when they cut back... To Chad and Ryan, they are in each other's clothes. Why? Lizzie, why? Lizzie, how and why? Why would they have switched clothes? Because it's like pants, shirt, hat. They've swapped outfits and they say nothing about it. And they're sitting like hip to hip. They're enjoying a hot dog. They're like, "Mm," it looks like they're like having a great time in each other's clothes. So I'm thinking they had to get naked yeah. and hand each other clothes. It's not like they Sweaty took clothes, clothes. Off, put new clothes. No, like you had to take the clothes off and give it to them while you were naked.
1: My only thought could be like thematically, maybe they wanted to show like, oh, they're like okay with each other's Yeah, size.
0: So that's why in the first one where Sharpay was like,
1: Gabriella, you're not too bad, they swapped clothes. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. The only explanation can be Seg's... I need to speak with Kenny Ortega this moment. This better be in his memoir. I swear to God.
0: Okay, I'm not saying I'm going to dance in the show, but if I did... What would you have me do? What
1: would you have me do? What would you have me do? It's like giving everything.
0: You thought that I ordered Swiss on my burger was my fucking jaw hitting the floor. Yeah. My jaw went to hell at this point. I was like, am I on drugs? Come on. It's too much. It's too much. It's too, too, easy. Easy. It's it's too, too easy. easy. this podcast, like I could just play the clip. that could be the whole episode.
1: Can you take us just leaving us Easter eggs? I love that man. I love him
0: to add insult to injury to make me even further think I'm going insane. Ryan sees Gabriella at the pool after this mm. and he shows her a swing step and <laughs> Troy shows
1: up and like acts jealous of this gay boy who has no friends. yeah. Showing his girlfriend a dance step. It
0: is so unbelievable as an audience member that they don't even bother with it.
1: Yeah. No, it they never like hammered this back home. Like Gabriella and Ryan are like interested in each other. Because they keep going back to the fact that Sharpay is interested in Troy.
0: Like those are yeah. things that they do register. Mm-hmm. And I remember almost like laughing. Like this is comical, right? Like Troy's walking up like, stop. Teaching my girlfriend how to do a ballin change. Like <laughs> <laughs> you better stop plieing with
1: my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, where have you been also like you've been gone for three days, haven't shown up for any dates? Like she needs to have a gay best friend to like kiki with while you're off doing ball stuff. Best case scenario that you're a
0: terrible boyfriend, your girlfriend's hanging out with a gay guy. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. Every Gabriella needs a
1: Ryan. Definitely.
0: And this is followed by a scene where Sharpay and Troy rehearse You Are the Music and Me, cunt version. The cunt version. And it's better. I'm going to show you a little bit
1: of that. Five, six, seven, eight.
0: You are the music. You are the music. You are
1: the music.
0: This is just better. I don't care what anyone says. Fucking, you know how I feel. Send it to my P.O. box if you've got complaints. Sharpay.
1: Sharpay, she can improve anything. Yeah. And he cannot keep up. Mm-mm. He's she is sweating. fucking rocking it, not even breaking a sweat. And mm-hmm. he is struggling. Mm-hmm. Which he admits, I'm not as good of a performer, so slow down for me. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. She does not slow down for anyone. He's like trying to keep up with
0: her with this entire performance.
1: I love that for her. Like, she's always... Exhibits her best. She never belittles herself or lowers herself for anyone, which to a fault for sure. Like she's kind of an asshole. But bitch is gonna get somewhere. It's better to
0: have confidence and pull it back than to have none and try to gain. <laughs>
1: Gabriela Montez.
0: <coughs> <Matiz>. Montez. <coughs> Gabriela Montez. Any hoozle. I forgot that she existed, you know, because she has two lines in this movie.
1: Yeah, because she's wearing like a red swimsuit somewhere being like, unable to talk to her boyfriend about her feelings I that does not bode well you're just
0: telling me they're a couple they never spend time together they never have a full conversation he is being swept up in some fucking he's the heir to the albuquerque throne at this point <laughs> and you're like excuse me troy can you be my boyfriend it's so annoying it's an issue i have with the the writing here and the the story and all the characters motivations it's all about troy All of the time. No one else is learning or doing anything. Ryan is growing, I think.
1: But in this, like, sad, realistic, queer way that's like, oh, you have to learn to, like, be strong on your own. Mm -hmm. If no one's there to support you, you have to support yourself. Yeah. Uh.
0: Which I'm glad they put in there. But it just seems so weirdly juxtaposed to other people's, like, contrived motivations and... After this, Sharpay tells the manager not to let any of the other staff perform at the talent show. And we get a scene where Gabriella finally gets to say three sentences in a row. Gabriella <laughs> approaches Sharpay and they have a discussion that does not pass the Bechtel test. Gabriella basically says, I don't know what your problem is with me. Just leave us all alone. And Sharpay says, You're just mad that I won. And Gabriella says, What's the prize, Troy? It's like they couldn't
1: even talk to each other about the talent show for a full breath. Gabriella cannot talk to Troy, but she has no problem, like, borderline intimidating Sharpay. Mm-hmm. She does it in the beginning of the film, too. Mm-hmm. where she's like, hey, Sharpay, like, have fun this summer. Thanks for all those, like, vocal warm-ups. And then, like, kind of ifs at her. And mm-hmm. Sharpay's like, "Huh?" Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, so you have this kind of power, but you act like a little doe-eyed <laughs> virgin in front of your boyfriend and can't tell him how you feel without crying, like...
0: As a character, she gets under my skin to no end. The first one was hard enough watching her being like, no, don't look at me. I'm just let me do an incredible song, but don't, don't look. Yeah. It's like, okay, bitch, do the fucking song. Okay, Bella Swan. Yeah. Little Miss Hair Behind the Ears, fanfiction ass bitch.
1: <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> Gabriella Montez. I just don't like you. She just needs to go her own way.
0: have never kissed this person he gave you a necklace from tj maxx
1: <laughs> move along
0: what about trust
1: i have to go my own way i have to be myself like wait what's the conflict here wait what
0: and the thing is and we all hate this we've all agreed that we hate this when movies can be solved by a discussion yeah. and they and just nobody has it yeah if i told my partner hey, if I sing this terrible song with this chick, they'll pay for my college degree. My partner be like, sing the song, sing it twice. Sing the damn song, babe. But he can't tell her, like, hey, if I do all this stuff with Trappé who I don't like, I'll get a scholarship.
1: Yeah, just be clear about what's going on. But, like, he's being all sneaky and conniving. Yeah, he's, like, hiding the two. He's trying to live double lives.
0: And Gabriella, if she's going to do something— She's going to go her own way.
1: She's going to run to that minivan. Stop. Jump in.
0: And be like, Mom, hit it. Okay, Lizzie and I wrote a BuzzFeed quiz about which subtextual movie that you are. And one of the questions, like, what car do you drive? And for High School Musical, the answer was, my mom just picks me up. It's this Chevrolet (laughs) minivan. Seriously, she just breaks up with him, gives him back the necklace. And like, what about trust?" Like turns away and like leaves him behind. And gets into a running minivan. Runs away in Bally Flats. <laughs>
1: and the minivan just takes off. Amazing. Like, what PA was driving that minivan?
0: <laughs> they could not bring Gabriella Montez's mother back for this role. No. The, that minivan done. was tinted to the gods. Tinted to the gods <laughs> in black. Anyways, yeah. So Gabriella breaks up with Troy and then proceeds to quit. So that is not enough for Troy. What sends him over the edge is when he sees that the staff is not allowed to perform in the talent show, and that that pisses him off so much, Lizzie, what does he do? Oh, I'm
1: not gonna stop that And he whips out that black polo so fast. He fucking combs his hair over his forehead like this (laughs) and says, I've got to sing about this. Okay, have you seen those TikToks that's, like, mouth acting? You know how (laughs) Keira Knightley does mouth acting? Yeah. This motherfucker is forearm acting. I've never seen his forearms flung so magnificently. He, like, leads with his chest and his arms are, like, propelling him forward. And he, like, jumps around and
0: spins. This is probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen set to film. And it's just accessible on the internet. Like, it is insane to me. This musical number, I know a lot of people critique it, and it's been ripped to shreds online. This is where Troy is, like, running through the golf course, like, just screaming at nothing.
1: <laughs> and, like, picking up sand, like, throwing it. He's, like, mad at the sand. Oh, like, oh, and he gets this, like, Sandra Dee moment, like, looking into the pool and seeing his own reflection. Camp. Camp!
0: So camp, dude. And I know that people don't like it, but when I've had a few drinks... Wait, I'm so sorry. People don't like it. This song bangs. People have torn this to shreds on the internet, like every single frame of this music video. That's a shame. And I know it's something. I know it's a lot. But as I said, when I've had a few drinks and I come home and I put a record on, I am forearm dancing. Like I am. You want to make it right that is my plan. Enunciate every single word, picking
1: up knickknacks, throwing them. And take like a slow bridge moment where you like have a moment with yourself. We've all cried and looked at ourselves in the mirror while we're crying. If you haven't, you're a liar. How else are you going to know what you look like? Gorgeous is what you look like. Cochina. Stunning. He takes this moment and he says, I have my resolve. It's all for me. It is,
0: oh, it is pretty like. It is good. I like this good. moment. And just for some context, this number took Five days to shoot.
1: (gasps) No, no,
0: no, (laughs) no. You're lying. It took five days to shoot. For even more context, the massive number that they do at the beginning that's bigger than we're all in this together, they shot everything in the school in four days. Why did this take—did it snow in the middle of production? (laughs) It took five days, Lizzie. For more context, this whole thing was shot in five weeks. So a fifth of that a
1: whole week— because a five-day week. Yeah. A fifth of that was this number. No, no. Why? Who? Why? I didn't say I had the answers. No, you have to know. I don't know. Something. It's not that
0: there's a ton of moving parts. It's Zac Ephron on grass. Yeah. Period. Five days? I would start going insane. I I would start losing my mind as
1: Zac Efron. They probably heard the song no less than 155 times. Oh, God. It probably haunts him. The crew. No, it haunts everyone on that set.
0: So he's emboldened. Yeah. People can bet on him.
1: They can.
0: (laughs) So at the talent show, Troy tells Sharpay that he's not going to do the show. And Sharpay says, Troy, this could change your life. And he says, I'm more interested in what my friends think of me.
1: He's also staff, so technically he's not allowed to do the show. Yeah, but
0: it's the it's the point I made earlier. Like, Lizzie, if a millionaire was like, hey, do this little dance and we'll pay for everything for the rest of your life. And I told you, like, hey, Lizzie, I can't do the dance with you because this millionaire is going to give me everything for the rest of my life. You'd be like, word, that's what anyone would do in this situation.
1: Right. You're right. All he has to do is talk to his friends. But it's he isn't able to, like, separate that because the thing is he is an asshole. Yes. Like. He is so easily drawn to being an asshole because he doesn't invite Corbin Blue to come play basketball with the college kids. Mm-hmm. He asks Corbin Blue to put fucking Swiss cheese on his burger. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Gabriel is right. He is turning to the dark side. It's not something he could vocalize cuz he's like he's got a shame about it cuz yeah. there's a truth there. Exactly. He's like this feels good. This is part of me. I fit in here to this like weird elitist white, upper-class world.
0: That's the thing with privilege. It's not that people are mad that some people are privileged. It's that everyone should be offered the same privileges. Of course, I want an easier time getting into college. Of course, I want an easier time getting a job and getting a promotion. That should be offered to everyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In this case, it's only Zach Efron. It's Zach Efron's world, and everyone lives in it. Yep. So Troy is out. Sharpay calls Ryan back to do the duet that they originally planned, but he tells her
1: he won't be doing the show. Good for you, Ryan.
0: stand up, bitch.
1: Yeah, don't let your sister mistreat you.
0: The talent show is starting, and Troy and the rest of the Wildcats make up. In a moment that is so annoying, he just tells them, like, he basically has the first conversation he's had with them the whole time, and everything is resolved in 20 seconds. Yeah.
1: Corbin Blue's like, oh, you're right. Brothers fight. I'm sick. (sighs) So
0: everybody forgives him. Why not? And after Ryan's suggestion, Troy agrees to perform with Sharpay. So Ryan is very nice. He's like, you should still perform with her because it would like ruin her life if you didn't.
1: And like a good gay, Mm -hmm. it's all a ploy and it's the shadiest thing he's ever done to his sister because he's actually like, ah, just kidding, sis. I gave them the song that she wrote.
0: It was so cunt. Like at first I was like, Ryan's such a good guy. That's so sweet. It would kill Sharpay not to do this number. And then they do a number without her and she's fucking She's demolished. the one left out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has to sit back and like watch the rest of the Wildcats
1: perform her number. Honestly, taste of her own medicine.
0: I mean, it's so annoying because before they get up on stage, Sharpay tells Troy, like when he says, I'll do the song with you, she says, I just kind of wish you were doing it for me.
1: I just have a hard time feeling bad for her at I, this point because I know, number one, I know she has the power to overcome it. Number two, she kind of like blindly was like pushing her desires on everyone without seeing what they're able to give her for real. Mm-hmm. And this is like a really real moment of vulnerability for her and mm-hmm. I do love that and I do feel bad for her, but I'm also like she kind of needs this to grow and only because I know she will take this and grow stronger mm-hmm. do I, you know, kind of like okay, she she'll be fine basically. It's
0: like a slash and burn like The fact that they reliably do this in the last film and this film, always like right at the end, Mm -hmm. for the sake of everyone else, they kind
1: of have to just rub this character's face in it. Like she's the epitome of all the bad that's happened. And it's like, but Troy doesn't have to like see the consequences. He gets no consequences. He He gets to be the golden boy.
0: It is despicable. Mm -hmm. Yes, she was doing something to serve her interest. He reaped every single benefit from it. He goes out and does this number in front of the board of whatever, Albuquerque, and he's
1: going to get the scholarship anyway. Yeah, and he got the girl back, and all of his friends love him, and Sharpay's the only one that's left out in the cold.
0: He should also
1: have been left out in the cold.
0: Yes, they both should have been in the cold together. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so they go out and perform every day. I'm not even going to play that for you because it's— So skippable.
1: This was another moment I was like, I thought the final number was the one by the pool. Straight up.
0: If they were going to recreate something from the first, they should have used that formula of Kelsey does a song, they sing it acoustic, but then at the end they reveal the full production of it. Mm -hmm. It's the worst song in the franchise. We get some resolution where Ryan's dad sees Ryan on the stage performing and says, that's my boy. But he also says, fix the hat. Yeah. Because Ryan's wearing the hat in a gay way. I don't know how yeah. you could wear that hat in a straight way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a sad beat. It's okay. We're, we're understanding it's closure. And Gabriella takes back Troy. Does anyone care? I don't. Mm-mm. Everything gets wrapped up nicely. And we see the couples, like, leave mm-hmm. at night. And they're, like, the ones that we know are paired, like, Chad and Taylor and Gabriella and Troy.
1: Okay, but if you remember... It's like panning across the couples, right? The first time it pans, the first time we get to the shot, it's Ryan next to Chad. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts away. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back. And it's like continues to Chad and Taylor, mm-hmm. Kelsey and the skater boy, and then Troy and Gabriella. So we do get to see them two together. It's that two shot where I'm like, what does this mean?
0: And I get that they're, like, friends now, but I'm going to look for the gay and everything, and that's Mm -hmm. my job, so leave me alone. Also, Kelsey is with, like you're saying, that stoner dude, and I'm like, sure, I've never seen them speak, but
1: sure. Never seen them speak, but she's got to be paired up with someone. Just put her next to Troy and—better yet, put
0: her between Troy and Gabriella. What pisses me off? Poor Zeke. They just put Sharpay and Zeke next to each other, and they, like, hold hands.
1: yeah. Like, where was Zeke this whole fucking time, like, cooking an omelet every now and then? Troy is just, in everyone's lives, creating a complex for
0: everyone on different levels. Like, Chad is like, I'll never be good as Troy. Ryan's like, I'll never be the son my dad wants. And then fucking Zeke is like, I'll never be good enough for Sharpay. And she only dates me when Troy is not available.
1: You're so right. And he also, like, got them all this job, you know? Like, he's just God. This is really
0: Troy Bolton's world. To live as a cis white man. Incredible. I just imagine it's like winning the lottery every single day.
1: It's so boring though. Because anytime he hits like any tiny, minuscule bit of adversity, he like crumbles to death. That is Meanwhile, true. Meanwhile, fucking Ryan is like alienated by his entire family, an entire school, an entire friend group, and is still one of the most like morally high ground characters.
0: Yeah, there is that element we shouldn't forget. Like Ryan is a cis true. white guy.
1: Yeah, born into a really rich family. Mm-hmm. Where's Corbin Blue's buckets of. He's got buckets
0: of ice that he has to put his feet in because he's, like, dragging rich people's shit around for a dollar an hour. (laughs) I'm not getting into it. Anyways, we finish on All for One, which is like, just be Let me play a bit. Right. Lizzie, we've reached the end of the film. Have I changed your mind? Do you still think this is the best one?
1: Man, what's good is great. Yeah, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't making a case, but. I mean, I still love both. Like, it's a very narrow margin, to be super honest.
0: I mean, I have watched this film so many times to take it apart. Like, I do love it. I could stand to watch it so many times
1: to, like, write all this stuff down. Yeah, you're right. Though The ending is less empowering because, like, the whole arc of identity in the first one and the allegory of coming out, like, ends well. Everyone's Mm -hmm. happy. But this one is kind of like, who really changes here? We end exactly how we start, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I do like the flashy numbers, though. I'm like a goldfish. I'm like, ooh, colors. yeah.
0: As far as a musical goes, like technically it was incredibly efficient. But as far as like a story goes, maybe this isn't the best film for a rewatch. But a little bit about the reception with a budget of $7 million. So this is kind of hard to do with uh, decom because it was not released in theaters. So I couldn't find an exact number of the profit that they made. But just the DVD purchases alone with a $7 million budget. They made it over $93 million on DVDs.
1: You're shitting me. No, dude. This IP is like a billion-dollar industry, I bet, by this point, with all the merchandising, the soundtracks, Mm -hmm. the fucking
0: TV spinoff. We talked about this in the High School Musical episode, just how much of a smash hit the High School Musical 2 was, like, as far as broadcasting. It set... An insane amount of viewership records, it became the most commercially successful DCOM ever produced. In the U.S., High School Musical 2 generated 17 million viewers in the premiere broadcast, smashing the record of the original by over 10 million.
1: What? That's wild.
0: And I couldn't, like, fact check this, but I heard somewhere that they aired actual commercials during it. Like, they put, like, Coke commercials and stuff. That's what I read somewhere, but I couldn't, like, corroborate that with multiple sources. So, But if so, then they stood to make even more amount of money. Yeah, millions off just the advertisement. And it still remains the highest the network has ever produced. Holy shit, to this day. Yeah, it's 2023. This came out in 2007. Kenny Ortega is the golden boy of Disney. He's so fucking rich. It's also ranked as the highest rated basic cable telecast at the time. And the film soundtrack was certified double platinum in its first week.
1: No. Like, how? They were
0: teasing these songs on, like, Disney Sirius XM for, like, months before the movie came out. Yeah.
1: The songs had already been out. Like, that's fucking crazy. People wanted this movie. I mean, I remember—I remember sitting down with my friends, like, planning our Friday night around this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. I have nothing but fond memories from watching this movie. And, Lizzie— to set yourself back in that time and space, okay, you gave me
0: an incredible factoid. The first High School Musical was the first film available on iTunes to put on your iPod. Yes. Oh, my God. Here's another one for you. It's just a sign of the times. This was the first Disney Channel original movie released on Blu-ray.
1: <gasps> at the cusp of innovation. Right
0: at the tip of Blu-ray. They didn't even bother with the first. They were like, first decom, the second.
1: I can't be too mad at this film. I just can't. No. It's good to critique it. I only critique
0: it because I love it. I love things that are nostalgic. I love things that are bad. But, like, it is important to still flex that critical muscle just to see, like, what can this movie stand? Could it stand any Mm -hmm. critiques? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer
1: is it certainly can.
0: (laughs) Speaking of that, do you want to get into the scores? Yes. Yes. Lizzie, please explain how the scores work.
1: How the subtextual score works is we each rate the film on a scale of 1 to 10 for how gay the movie is and how good the movie is. We then average all of those scores to get a single subtextual score, in which I like to call the juicy cinnamon roll bite at the middle of the pastry that is the juiciest bit.
0: So, Lizzie, how gay does Doth protest this film is?
1: I doth believe that this movie is but... A three. Tis only
0: a three. Okay.
1: But there's possibility of like off-screen gay tomfoolery happening off in the baseball diamond. For reference, you did give the first a seven in terms of gayness. Wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> Were we drunk? <laughs> Sam, on a scale of one to ten, how gay do you think this movie is? I'm going to give it a four and a half.
0: Okay. All right, Lizzie. How good is this film?
1: Mm, It's quite enjoyable, but honestly, critiquing it made me feel a little bit less certain about it. But I'm going to give it a five and a half. No, I'm going to give it a six because the musical numbers really are fucking phenomenal to this day. And what about you? On a scale of one to 10, how good do you think this movie is? I think if you cut out all of the dialogue... It would be a very solid <laughs> musical,
0: but yet they do have to put the dialogue in there. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. What's the verdict, Sam? It's got an overall subtextual score of 4.38. Ouch. Jeez. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bottom five? Yeah. Bottom 5 Mm-hmm. It's at the fourth place in our bottom five. It is sandwiched between Cadet Kelly and My Best Friend's Wedding. Oof. Woof.
1: Well, I mean, it makes sense. The first one was truly a allegory for a gay boy coming to terms with his sexuality. And this one, it was just sufficiently more overt, but less substantial. Yeah.
0: he left kind of wanting. But the songs, though. Slapping. All right, Lizzie, any final thoughts before we head out for summer vacation? Do you want to sign my yearbook?
1: Yeah. um, Never change, you know. Call me in August. Uh, No, wait. How do we figure out who does High School Musical 3? Flip a coin or what?
0: Yeah, it's like jury duty. Like one of us is going to get summoned. So, Lizzie, I hope you have a good summer.
1: I will miss you this summer, dude.
0: What the fuck? I'm going to have to keep a list of everything that happens to me every day.
1: Yeah, just tell me all about it. We'll have like a catch-up week where we just sleep in each other's houses for seven days straight. (laughs) You guys have the
0: best summer. We'll see you in August. We'll miss you too. We're going to come back with a tan and a gold chain and (laughs) a lot of stories. And like 13 gay hats apiece. (laughs) Till next time.